Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today because we have a very special guest. Today we have with us Miss Beck Malonis. She is a priestess, psychic channel, and an activator. And today she's here to talk to us all about the healing journey and how self-love is a huge part of that journey. And so I cannot wait to hear all of the amazing things that she has channeled for us today as a message from the universe. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Beck. Yay, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you're here too. And I know that you are talking to us right now from very far away. So uh, sometimes the time differences whenever you get together can be tricky. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for being here with us. Um, before you get started talking about the healing journey and how self-love is part of that, I would love it if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into um, becoming a channel? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a there's like a five hour version or like a three <laughs> second version. I'm trying to condense it down. So, ultimately, my journey to discovering my gifts and my mission was a journey of healing for myself. So, from a young kind of age. I had this sense or this pull or this knowing that I was here to do something. And I think a lot of star seeds or people kind of on this path will have this knowing that they have this purpose or this mission. And this kind of took me on this trajectory all through my early twenties of doing all the things that wasn't that to um, realize, you know, okay, it's not that it's not that I went on some really weird tangents in my life. And eventually through my own sort of spiritual awakening journey, I was led down the path of um, helping others and that came through initially as coaching. So I started out as a coach and all the time that I was kind of a coach, I was going through this really deep kind of Kundalini awakening and initiation process myself, um, really deep trauma healing, self-love work, a lot of, a lot of inner work. And through that process of unfolding, I was meeting a lot of people, um, other healers and shamans and guides and whatever, who just kept reflecting back to me, you're a healer, you're a healer, you're a healer. And I was like, I don't know what you people are talking about. I'm not a healer. I'm just a coach, like uh, don't have any gifts, whatever. And eventually um, through the process of trying to make this business work over a year and feeling really like blocked by the universe and, and knowing that if this is my purpose, I should be more supported. It shouldn't be this difficult. Um, I did come into my, my healing gifts and I asked to be shown. I was like, if I'm this healer that everyone keeps saying that I am, then show me. And what kind of unfolded, and it's like, careful what you wish for, right? Because what unfolded after that was this huge, um, I suppose it's an initiation journey or an awakening into it was this spontaneous remembering of all of these past lives and all the grief and trauma I held from lifetimes of coming here and doing this work as a priestess, as a shaman, um, being burnt at the stake, really fun, joyful stuff to remember. Yeah, um, so <laughs> it was this process of, I, I thought I was losing my mind for, it was a good six months when, when it began, where I was on the floor, like spontaneously speaking other languages and convulsing. And um, it was pretty intense. It was like spiritual emergency kind of level. And through that, it was like in these places that I went to remember what I'd done and who I'd been, I was pulling back, I suppose, parts of my soul back into this incarnation into this version of me and remembering who I really was beyond the human level, beyond the ego. Uh, and so my journey from then onwards was more deeper layers of the same kind of themes of self-love and surrender and trust and opening to you know, my channel and then realizing I'm here to work with beings, um, like light beings, other dimensional beings, that I was a channel for energy. 
and it sort of progressed from there on realizing I was here to specifically work with healers and, and those who are on the initiation path to activate them and their soul memory. Um, and so it's just been this massive unfolding and it just keeps going. It's never ending. Um, but it's, it's almost like the more I pull apart and strip back and, and let go and become this vessel and this channel for love, the more my gifts accelerate and the more um, is available to me. In, in the work that I'm doing. So it's a beautiful process, um, debilitating at times, but it is a beautiful process. And yeah, much of my journey, and, and this was kind of like, I channel things, right? So I, I channel healing transmissions and most of what I'm doing when, whenever it's a, a podcast or a live event or whatever it is, it's a transmission. So I, I invite people who are listening to this to really feel the frequency in your heart because there are beings working through me and speaking through me um, and my journey has been about how can I be the most emptiest, clearest, um, open vessel for that message to come through. And so it's been about stripping back everything that's not love. That's not who I truly am as a soul, um, who is not, you know, I'm clinging to human identities or stuff or limitations or needing to be liked or needing to prove my worth or needing to be loved or whatever it is. And, that process is what what enables me to do the work that I do. And I think most people on this journey will go through a similar process. And for me, literally this whole journey, everything can be traced back to self-love. Um, and I'm always like, oh, but it's about this thing and it's about my success or money or this or, you know, my partner or my family or whatever. And, and literally every single theme, every thread always comes back to um, me really truly believing that I'm worthy of unconditional love and support and amazing things and really healing the wounds within me from not only this lifetime, but many past incarnations where I felt abandoned by God or not worthy of God's love or not worthy of uh, receiving or that I deserve to be punished or whatever it is, um, right? So it's, it's all come back to self-love for me. And so that's kind of why I thought it'd be a great opening to speak into self-love today. I'd be interested to hear about, you know, your, your journey with self-love and where that's taken you at the moment. Uh, that was the biggest thing I think for me when I went through my spiritual awakening was uh, it it started really after a breakup and mm. I was like why am I attracting the same type of person over and over same. yes <laughs> it's like what is going on and searching for answers and feeling like there has to be more to life than just this and that's what led me to doing all of this research about what does a healthy relationship even look like? Well, why can't I have that? And then realizing that I had a lot of wounding from childhood and abandonment issues and I was a people pleaser, like big time. So I had to go through and unlearn all of that stuff. And it actually led me to, well, becoming a healer, but also starting this podcast and writing a book about um, how how you can thrive past a breakup, you know, because it, instead of using it as, oh, this is the end of my life, why can't it be the beginning of your new journey and how you can learn from your mistakes in order to work on that self-love so that you can attract better people into your life. So that's kind of how it, how self-love worked for me. And, and I still work with a lot of clients on that. So I love that topic. Yeah, it's it's interesting you said that it was like this breakup that got you into the catalyst because for me it was like constantly attracting these emotionally unavailable, you know, man children sort of thing, one after the other, after the other, after the other, these men that didn't respect and value me. And I just started getting into kind of 
um, I guess the inner work or relationship coaching, which is what I was doing. And so I was like, okay, this, I'm going to take responsibility now and, and recognize that ultimately it's me that's, that's attracting this. Right. And so I guess the core of everything that I do and everything that I am is coming back to that sovereignty and self-responsibility of I'm not a victim. These things aren't happening to me. They're showing me like literally the world is this mirror. The matrix that we're in is this mirror and it's only going to reflect back to you you know, what you believe about yourself or what you feel about yourself. So if your mirror or the people showing up are reflecting back to you, um, people that abandon you or don't, don't respect you or value you, you have to look at like, okay, firstly, this connection is a gift um, because it used to really trigger me and I'd, I'd be really angry at them and, and blame them and be like, oh, it's them, their problem. But then I'd, I'd have to start looking at really like the refinement of what in my frequency has actually allowed this to come into my life. Why is this here? What's the medicine here? And so I do this in every aspect and every little tiny thing that showed up in my life. I'm like, okay, what within me created it? And that radical self-responsibility and sovereignty is the healing journey. I think it's recognizing that there's not some thing outside of you, which is creating everything. It's you're creating everything. And if you don't like what you're seeing reflected back, it's like, how can I take the responsibility to change that? And so for me, the opening to my whole journey was through love as well. Cause I think humans, we crave, Oh, I see where this is going. Okay. Thanks guys. We crave love so deeply. It's, it's something that we all desire. Um, we all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. And as long as we are attempting to have that feedback from outside of us, like from the external, that partner that loves us, those parents that love us, whatever it is, as long as we're attaching to these things outside of us to get that sense of love, we're going to continue to be stripped back to a point where we can feel and know and connect to the infinite love of our being. And so I thought, you know, going into this, oh, I'm going to attract my soulmate and it's going to be amazing. And that's what I'm doing. And God, or like the universal source, I, I kind of feel, feel her as like a divine mother presence. That's how I relate to source has always been kind of pulling me away from that and bringing me back to like every time I attach to a, someone else outside of me is like, they're the person that's going to give me the love. They're going to make me fulfilled. She like slaps my hand and she's like, no, <laughs> it's bigger than that. What you're here for in this incarnation is bigger than that. And it's divine love. It's loving everybody um, unconditionally, even the people who are really difficult to love. It's loving yourself unconditionally because when you can love yourself unconditionally and see all your shit and see all your shadow and see all your stuff that, um, you know, is frustrating to deal with, then you can love others. And so a lot of my journey has been cultivating self-compassion for myself, self-compassion for myself, but cultivating self-compassion in those moments where my initiation process is taking me into mastering my human flaws or my weaknesses or um, for instance, I, as much light as I hold my darkness is it, it's vast, it's incredible. And some of the feelings and the depths that I've been taken to on my journey, um, it's taken extreme mastery to be able to hold those feelings and emotions of abandonment and uh, betrayal or grief or whatever it is within me, frustration and be able to hold myself lovingly in that space and almost like be the divine mother holding myself. If that, like embodying that divine mother within me, and only when I'm able to really embody that energy for myself, then I feel the connection to that divine love coming in. And so it's almost like we're taught to be that savior for ourselves. We're taught to be that sovereign divine place of love for ourselves. So then we open up and access 
all of that love and wisdom. And it's really interesting. I've been moving through something over the past couple of days where I'm like, I'm not available for X, Y, Z anymore. I'm no longer energetically available for things that don't meet me and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I got like, I was in meditation yesterday and I was getting really sassy with my guides in the universe. And I was like, I'm just not fucking available for it anymore. Like full stop. I put my foot down. Like I'm telling you, like now you're going to show up and give me what I want. Right. And after I moved past the, I had to move past this energy of like frustration that's been building up in me for a while around like, where's the stuff? Like I've done all the work, where are the things? And the point that I kind of came to was I noticed there was this part of me um, and I was shown like that doesn't feel worthy of God's love, support and, and um, you know, receiving all this amazing stuff. So while I'm saying I want all this stuff, the universe is not going to give that to you if you're, if you believe on some level that you don't deserve that because you've done something or because you, um, you know, a lot of us carry a lot of wounds, like karmic wounds from other lifetimes. And I've done some stuff and we all have been everything in all incarnations. We've all been the victim and the perpetrator and all of the things. And I have done some stuff in past lifetimes that I carry with me into this lifetime as like a, a reason why I'm not deserving of having a beautiful life or I'm not deserving of having the divine love, which I know is so close or whatever it is. And essentially in this journey yesterday, it was shown like, like I want to give all this stuff to you. <laughs> like I, that's what I am. I'm this loving being of just pure unconditional support and, you know, beauty and grace and all of this stuff, but you're not allowing me in to receive that because there's this block of like, I have to do this alone. I have to suffer. I have to struggle. I have to be in the trenches feeling pain. Um, I have to go through all of this darkness. And when you soften and you open and you allow to be shown and, and to receive that infusion of grace or love or whatever it is, like to, to go beyond yourself, to be then working with the divine, that's when things start to shift. And so I was shown like, just let go. Like if you literally just hand it over to me, let go of it, hand it over and it'll be taken care of. And I could feel it all kind of like lifting. And this is, I've gone through this same kind of theme many, many times because you go through the same theme at deeper layers, like as you go on along the journey. But I was like, damn, it's not God that's punishing me. I'm not being punished. I'm not being withheld. It's me who is holding me back from receiving all of these things. Um, and so ultimately it's a self-love wound. It's a, I don't really believe that I'm worthy of being loved in the way that I desire to be loved by a partner, or I, I don't believe that I'm worthy of receiving, you know, thousands of clients or whatever it is. Right. I'm also like really examining why I desire certain things. And I think a lot of us think that we desire certain things uh, because they'll fulfill us in some way. But then when we examine and we really look at that desire and why it's not coming to us, we realize that actually what would fulfill our soul looks super differently. So it's really interesting. I'm here in Sydney at the moment. I was born in Sydney. My parents are in Sydney, but I've been living in Bali for four years. And before that I moved away really young, like 18 to go live in Melbourne. So I just didn't want to have anything to do with my parents. Um, <laughs> we had a bit of a tumultuous, you know, no, I love them. They're amazing, but I had a lot of trauma growing up and, and my desire to be independent and rebellious and all of this stuff really, caused a riff or a void between my parents. And I was so angry at them for like a, a decade of why I separated myself. And a lot of the healing work I've been doing over the past decade has been about, um, you know, really healing that bond and, and reparenting myself and being able to see my parents as these children who didn't know any better or they have their own stuff and, and learning to like see them and be like, oh, I understand you, right? And so it's interesting, I've come back here now into Sydney and every time I've come here in the past, I felt so triggered and like volatile and um, it just hasn't been harmonious. And this time I've come here and it's been like sinking into this environment and just feeling 
so nurtured and loved and harmonious and you know every day my mom's saying i'm so glad you're here i love you so much you've changed so much right and seeing for me what that's where the journey's taken me and i thought that i desired this lifestyle of being this digital nomad influencer in bali like living this island life having a partner who was this entrepreneur and we would travel and all of this stuff and since i've come back here what I'm being shown is actually I desire peace and, and nourishment and like nervous system relaxation and being held in family and tribe and community. And this was something that I really didn't see for myself. And as much as I was clinging to this thing that I thought I needed to feel fulfilled, like I thought I needed to be super successful to feel fulfilled in my life. I thought I needed to have this lifestyle to make myself appear a certain way, whatever it was, it was going to fulfill me, make me feel good. I'm actually realizing what I truly desire on a soul level is much more simple. It's this beautiful timeline that I'm seeing. And I met a man recently who reflected this all to me, this really beautiful, simple timeline of just nourishment and ease and like, oh, just it feels so good in my body when I feel it. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I've told myself I want all this stuff. But it's because I was still needing to prove something to the world. And when you let go of all of that and you really just truly allow yourself to be accepted and seen and loved for who you are. Some of the things you think that you desire, they just start to fall away. And suddenly I realize I don't actually need to be making a hundred grand a year as a healer, or I don't need to have 5 million properties and be traveling all the time. I don't need to have this partner who's like stunning looking Greek God, bloody, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, um, who appears a certain way. Actually, what I crave is someone grounded and down to earth and simple and just kind and loving. And so your perception starts to shift um, the more you do this work of like what would truly nourish me and what my heart truly yearns for versus what am I doing to appear a certain way, to make people perceive me a certain way, to feel important, to feel successful, to feel whatever it is. Um, and, and, and on this unfolding in this journey, what I'm realizing is truly what I desire is like nervous system relaxation. And I think a lot of us are really addicted to um, we're addicted to the drama cycles of the nervous system dysregulation. And because I grew up in this environment where my nervous system was always being activated, like I was always like stress level, like, oh my God, am I going to get screamed at today? Am I going to get abused? Like, I don't know what I'm coming home to. Um, and I learned that love was, it was given and taken away. And I was always like waiting for it to be taken, ripped away from me. I didn't really learn or know what it felt like to feel safe and to feel at peace and to feel grounded and to feel protected and nurtured. Um, and I'm realizing, you know, all of the soulmates that I called in, cause I've called in quite a few soulmates on this journey, these men who have really reflected back to me all my core wounds so I can heal them. What I thought was this like, oh my God, it's this incredible twin flame connection or whatever it was. It's yeah. just a trauma bond, like that electricity that you're feeling and that like, <gasps> that's not, the kind of love that truly would nourish and nurture you. And so I, I've learned like, and th what this person recently showed me was what it would feel like to be with someone who actually just puts my nervous system at ease. And um, it's only through the work that I've been doing on myself to get to this place of like ease and feeling really at peace with myself that I've been able to see that as a potential. And so now like what I desire and what I'm calling in is just more harmony and grace and ease. And how can I just feel the most, um at peace in every moment and connected to the flow and not trying to control things and not trying to um, micromanage the universe like how can i truly just like 
right? And creating that energy in everything that I do. And so seeing that in this environment that I'm in now, this this environment that used to be so toxic and chaotic for me that I couldn't even be here for like a week. And I would come here and I'd be like, I'm this enlightened healer and priestess and it's going to be fine. I'm just going to shower them with compassion and love and I'm not going to get triggered. And then I'd come here and day two, I'm crying in a corner because I'm so fucking triggered. Mm -hmm. And there's this Ram Dust quote, which is like, if you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family. And it would hit me hard. Every time I would come here, I'd be like, oh my God, how, how am I still, you know, feeling this? Like, how am I still so triggered? And I'd get frustrated. Um, with myself because I'd be like you you know better than this like you should be able to regulate yourself you should be able to not take the stuff on as your own and see their woundedness and whatever it is that they're working through and love them Um, but until recently I hadn't really sunk that in and so I'm just like celebrating (laughs) at the moment like oh my god I've actually I've managed to do this and I've come here and for many of us, we think like the healing journey is going to bring these incredible rewards like we're looking to the external of show me and reflect to me all this work that I've done. Um, and sometimes it works that way. Like I'll clear something and then it'll be like, boom, someone just shows up and pays me five grand, like on of the drop of the hat to work with me because they just can. And it's because I've cleared something. And sometimes it is like that. And the external reflects immediately back to you, the shifts. But for me this year, it's really been about the, the inner landscape changing and how I'm relating to things and how I am. And so the biggest shift for me has been internal and, and being able to see in this environment how I feel so different and therefore my environment is so different and the way that my parents are towards me is different and the way that people that I'm meeting towards me are different because the internal is reflecting that external and so we can get really caught up on on being frustrated because our lives don't look the way that we desire to look um to for them to look or we say why hasn't my soulmate shown up or where's the money or where's the success or where are all these external things that are going to make me feel good but actually it's the feeling that comes first it's the, it's the recognition of, oh my God, I've actually really grown and I'm dealing with this situation so differently. Um, yeah. Wondering if you have anything to input there. <laughs> well, I think a couple of things that you said were really interesting. So I want to go back just a little bit, but I, I love that you brought up about how everyone thinks that they're on a twin flame journey and that's yeah. so true everybody immediately when they're in these toxic relationships will say it's not twin flame and really it it's not like i found that it's not it's just as you said it's either a trauma bond or it's just a toxic relationship that people are just using that label to excuse bad behavior and allowing people into their life who don't respect them and i i love that you brought that up and the other thing that i wanted to go back to too is you when you're talking about when you were blocking things by the universe because you felt like you had to do everything yourself. That's Mm -hmm. been a huge thing for me. That's Mm -hmm. been a huge lesson. And I know in one of my past lives, I I didn't ask for help when I needed it. And so I essentially like worked myself to death because I was too proud to ask for help. And that's kind of the theme that I'm also getting in this lifetime too, is that sometimes we have these subconscious we don't even realize that we have it like oh well i just have to do it all myself no one's gonna help so i need to do it myself and i think it's interesting that you pointed that out so if there are people out there who are experiencing that or they they feel like maybe they are blocking the the blessings right blocking the things that they're wanting how would you even advise people to go about trying to work on that 
Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's it's always come down to opening and softening my heart. Um, for a long time in my life, because of my trauma, I developed this very masculine, and it was wounded masculine, it's not even a healthy masculine, but a very masculine, tough, like strong facade of like, don't F with me, I'm so tough and strong and I don't need anyone, I'm independent, hyper independence. Yeah. And so it's been about like, healing kind of the heart wounding around connection to others and feeling safe to connect with others. So reparenting my inner child really is what it's come down to. And then these connections with these men obviously have really helped me to crack open my heart more. Um, and allowing not only the divine to support you, because that's one aspect of it, but like allowing others to be close to you and support you, um, which incredible, which <laughs> sometimes involves learning how to be vulnerable. And a lot of us aren't, excuse me, aren't okay with being vulnerable because we equate vulnerability to weakness. And um, what I would say to that is like by cultivating strong, healthy boundaries and self-love, you're able to be vulnerable without letting yourself become a walkover, um, without letting people walk all over you. So doing the self-love work really is like the core of everything, but it's doing the law of uh, the work around de-armoring your heart. So where have people abandoned and betrayed me? And where am I judging people or whatever it is? Like, where in my past have I felt it's not safe to love? It's not safe to be supported. People are only going to hurt me and no one's here to help me. Right. So where have I felt unsupported? Right. And then it's about, okay, how can I, um, love myself enough to know how I desire to be treated and be a bit ruthless at the start you have to be a bit ruthless like cutting away and saying no and just being like I'm not accepting I'm no longer energetically available for people who do xyz and actually standing to that boundary or like for instance with my parents like I had to set some boundaries where I'm like if you talk about xyz on the phone I will hang up the phone on you like if you scream at me in my face, I will leave the apartment, right? So setting those boundaries with your parents, your loved ones, your friends. And when you start really claiming that for yourself, like that self-love to say, actually, I know how I desire to be treated and I'm going to treat myself like that. And I'm going to walk away from those situations that aren't honoring me. I'm going to do the difficult thing and set a boundary or speak my truth. It's also about speaking your truth and learning to speak what's true in your heart without worrying about how it's going to be accepted. So the initiations that I went through with all these men that came in that were soulmates um, and they were soulmates. I know we've definitely had past life connections. They weren't just like random strangers because I don't believe anyone's a random stranger, but um, they were specifically kind of chosen to come into my life at, at certain points to help me to soften and de-armor my heart and being able to like vulnerably express to them, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Or when you did X, Y, Z, it made me feel X, Y, Z. And then learning when someone wasn't capable of meeting me where, you know, where I was at. And I actually had a relationship, um, end of last year and it was beautiful, beautiful, divine love. Like it was super, super beautiful, divine love. There's, I've never experienced anything like it. And everyone reading into the energy of it was like, wow, you have all these things to do here together. And we did, we had, healing missions together and whatever. But ultimately it was super karmic. And um, the lesson that he was really teaching me and showing me was how to embody my self-worth enough to walk away from that and be like, I love you, but actually you're not giving me what I desire. And what I'm asking for is not too much. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> even though it feels like sometimes you, you make it sound like it's too much. And I know that I'm worthy of someone who is capable of giving me that and treating me in the way that I desire. And so, the loving thing that I can do for myself here is to leave and to walk away. And that took a lot. It took a lot for me, especially when, you know, I see all the timelines and potentials and I can see our souls and all these configurations melded into one and all this stuff to be like, okay, that's great. And that's beautiful. And that's lovely. 
but I know that this isn't meeting me. And so I'm going to honor and choose me. Right. And that's something that we don't do enough. Like we, we always just like self abandon when, when there's someone who likes us, cause we're so craving that love that where we're willing to abandon the most important person, which is ourselves in order to get that. And so it's like, what, where, look at, where are you self abandoning? Where are you letting go of your standards or your boundaries or allowing someone to treat you in a way that is not the way that you desire to be treated because you're a people pleaser or because you feel like you need to earn the love. Or if you're not a good girl, you won't get the love or because whatever reason, because I'm addicted to avoidant men who treat me in a certain way because it brings up my trauma bond of being abandoned. And therefore, you know, it's this vicious cycle. So like looking at that stuff, like if this stuff is showing up in your relationship or in the people that you're attracting, this is the biggest gift and the medicine that we have to work with. What is showing up? And so like reverse engineering everything in that process and being like, okay, I attracted this man who is unable to meet me in the ways or woman or whatever in the ways that I desire. Um, I'm noticing that when we get into an argument, I self-abandon. I'm noticing that X, Y, Z, right? So what is this, what does this mean about how I see myself or what I believe I'm worthy of or what I am believing is going to happen, right? <laughs> so if you believe that everyone's going to abandon you and treat you like shit, obviously that's what you're going to see. If you believe that no one's going to respect your boundaries, that's what you're going to see. So for me, like the embodiment of actually taking the action that the version of me who really truly loved herself would take was always what made that that growth or that up level, that shift in my environment. Because then I was, it's like I, I leaped past all the healing and I was just suddenly resonating at that frequency of this higher version of me who wouldn't tolerate that anymore right and so it's like looking at what are you tolerating what are you allowing um what are you indulging what are you not claiming for yourself and then trying to figure out like the version of me who is fully healed and is anchored into self-love how would they react in this situation how would they be with this partner um and it's not about just like leaving your partner and not doing the work because if you have someone there that's willing to do that work with you then it's beautiful and there's so much growth when you can you know communicate and express your desires your boundaries like consciously um relating in that way where you're able to work through this stuff and that's beautiful. And I believe that at some point we all need to do this work in, in union. Like it's all great to be like, I'm so healed and, and I love myself so much. But then when someone shows up, they trigger all of your stuff in, in relating it's, it shows you truly how much you love yourself. And so you can't do what I did for years where I was celibate and just like not even dating and just being like, I'm above everyone. And I don't even want to engage in relationships and I'm not available for that because I love myself so much. Um, and I will not accept anything that's not my till the end of my life soulmate <laughs> because I just I'm not interested, right? That's not how you know it works. Like you need these relationships and these connections to show you where there's still stuff playing out, and like people and connection is so vital to our journey because we're here to learn humanity in this lifetime. Like so many of us are already super ascended and evolved beings that came here already ascended and evolved. And our journey isn't about ascending further. It's about learning how to be human, how to be compassionate, not only with others, but especially with ourselves. Right. And so how are you going to do that if you are, um, you feel like you're above everyone or you're, you're isolating yourself 
And a lot of my wounding is around being this healer that's isolated and alone and misunderstood. And no one knows what I go through on a daily basis because I go through some shit. We all go through some shit, but no one will ever, ever understand or accept me. Um, or in past lifetimes, I was alienated and excommunicated for doing what I do. And, and so there's this burden or this wound that we carry about, like, I have to be this lone wolf that that's on, is on their own and, and no one understands me. Um, and that really needs to be just debunked and worked through so we can allow ourselves to soften and allow ourselves to be in the present of presence of others and allow those connections to assist us and support us in healing. Um, because ultimately, you know, we're here to teach humanity and help humanity. And how can you help and teach humanity if you don't want to be a part of it? Right. Um, so it's really like deconstructing any hierarchy templates of I believe that I'm better than people because I have these gifts or because I'm enlightened or whatever, whatever it is like um, for me, it really, really showed me when I came back here after the whole COVID thing um, to visit my family. I'd been in Bali for two years, just really in this isolation bubble and doing a lot of deep work. And I you know, well, my gifts really came online and I was feeling super high dimensional and all this stuff. And then I would come here and I would meet with some friends from school or whatever. And I literally wouldn't be able to hold a conversation. I'd just be like, we're not on the same wavelength. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't resonate like this doesn't, you know, and judge catching myself, judging them and being like, you're less than because you don't have this knowledge or this wisdom and you haven't done the work and whatever it is. And then catching myself in that judgment and being like, but that's where they're at. And it's perfect for them where they're at. And I'm not any better than anybody else. And it's that humility and humbleness of like, if we're here to help the world ascend and evolve, and we're here to support humanity, then we need to be in and amongst humanity. And so therefore, true ascension is through the heart space. It's through de-armoring our heart, connecting to others, um, and really allowing ourselves to be seen and accepted and embraced by others, instead of believing that everyone's going to sell us out or abandon us or burn us at the stake or whatever it is. Um, which ultimately comes back to us loving ourselves. <laughs> so it's this, it's kind of this big circle, um, like loving others the way that you love yourself, allowing the divine to love you the way that the divine loves you, and then loving others the way that you love the divine. And then it just kind of is this circle of like, really just truly unconditional love. Um, and how can I bring myself back to that love in every moment and see where I am, where I am, um, holding myself back from embodying love in any moment. So where am I holding on to some human limitation or some judgment or some self judgment or some trying to control or whatever it is? And how can I bring that into love? And so the question is like always asking myself whenever something is coming up, whenever I'm triggered, what do I need to do in this moment? Or how do I need to hold myself to come back to divine love? And it's always, that's always the question, no matter what the situation it's like, where am I not, in, in alignment with love and where can I bring myself back into alignment with love? Yeah. I love that. So do you work with people then to help them kind of get back in touch with self-love and get back in alignment with divine love? Yeah. And, and ultimately for me, it's always about a descent first. So we have to descend into the places where we're holding all of that pain. Um, so you have to kind of go into the, the wild, dark feminine for a while and express the rage and the anger and the betrayal and whatever that is, go to those places that you don't want to go to that are painful and uncomfortable and sit in those, in those feelings. Because it's like when you go to those places and you're able to hold yourself in those moments, hold those timelines, those versions of you 
with that love and with that divine love, you're essentially being the creative for yourself in, in that moment. You're being that higher version of yourself for yourself. And so that's when the love comes through, when you're able to see all this painful, um, uncomfortable, traumatic stuff with more neutrality and acceptance and um, compassion, like self-compassion. That's that's essentially the process. Like it's just really helping people to connect to like the compassion <laughs> in those moments of, of just like pain and misery and whatever it is, like human stuff. And it's mastery. It's really, truly, it's what we're learning is emotional mastery. Um, how can I gain mastery over my emotions and not mastery as in like, I'm going to shut it down and um, I'm, you know, positive thinking only because I believe that's toxic and it's spiritual bypassing. It's like mastery to me is being able to hold the deepest pain, grief, trauma, whatever it is in your body and just allow it to be and hold it and be with it and sit with it and be like, I love you. What are you teaching me? Right. Show me. I'm willing to see it um, and sit in it until it dissolves into love. Because truly like all these things that within us that are causing us to feel whatever way, they're just parts of us that are longing to be heard and seen and expressed. And we've been told we can't express them because people will reject us or it's too much or our emotions are too much. Our energy is too much, whatever it is. And so they're just uh, repressed parts of ourselves that need to be brought back into the light. And that's what this whole process really is about. It's like going to the deepest, darkest place within you where the wound is and bringing the light there. Um, and that's what transmutation is. And that's what I teach people. It's like how to transmute extreme uh, emotion, extreme sensations, whatever it is, back to love. That's that's truly what any healer, um, priestess, oracle, seer, whatever, whatever you want to call yourself. That's what we're here to do with shaman. You're just there to go to the darkest place and bring the light into that place. And the light is illumination, which is just truth, which is knowledge, which is wisdom, which is the ability to see something and be detached from it and just observe it and not get caught up in the story of it. Um, so that's the process that I, I help people go through for sure. I'm also really interested in um, helping people to connect to their divinity. And so what that really means, like what, what codex are they here to share with the world, which is their soul codex like it's their divinity it's what they've mastered over lifetimes for me it's compassion um or I'm, I'm mastering it still in this lifetime but that's what i'm really here to teach compassion and love and transmuting the most horrible <laughs> painful human experiences into fuel for growth and love yeah so if there's anybody out there listening who is interested and in possibly you know trying to work on the transmutation and trying to work on getting back to that place of divine love and more self-love what's the best way for them to follow you or work with you yeah absolutely and um, so go to my website www.beckmylonas.com it'll be in the show notes um there's actually a free activation in there which is self-love mastery workshop i would recommend everyone receive that it's fucking powerful and amazing and it speaks more into this um and then there's like ways to work with me on there and there's also a link to my instagram on there which has lots of content about this stuff and that's how simple it is yeah awesome well i want to thank you so much for being here today you've shared so much wisdom in one short conversation and i really appreciate um your ability to shed light on i think a lot of people have you know this work to do and it's not always easy to do and it's amazing to have people here like you who are doing the work to help people work through their shadows and to get to the trauma and to to try to heal that in order to you know to just be in a place of more love because i think that's really what it's all about so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today 
Thank you for having me. <laughs> I want to thank all of you for being here with us today, too. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And as always, the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. Join us over on Patreon where you can see the video of this podcast. And also there I do live card reading and a live masterclass each month. I'm sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.